Welcome to the Leader Manager Coach Podcast, your weekly podcast where we take a deep dive examining knowledge, philosophies, wisdom and insights to help you to lead, manage and coach in football, sports and life. Leader Manager Coach is presented by Rob Riles. Rob is a qualified coach with a League Managers Association qualification and a science and medicine background. He has worked in the football industry in Europe, USA and Africa at international, premiership, league, non-league and grassroots levels with World Cup and European Championship experience. Hello and welcome to another edition of Leader Manager Coach. It's Rob Riles welcoming you to another edition. Now today, um, it's taken me a long time to um, to organise this, but I've got somebody who is an international athlete on the end of the telephone and we've managed to get a, a Skype interview with somebody who represents their country in their sport and um, this is a young person that um, somebody who is a member of my family so I'm very fortunate I'm also very proud of them and um, the lady's name the young lady's name is Hannah and um, we've got Hannah on the other end of the telephone all the way from South Africa so hello Hannah hi <laughs> okay so um, so because everybody uh, doesn't know who you are and we're get, it's all going to unfold as we have a little chat Hannah um, tell uh, tell me about um, your your sport and just give us a little bit of a of a story of um, kind of where what you do and what your sport is and kind of where you're up to in your sport Hannah that would be really good if that's all right with you okay yeah so um, I do swimming and I think I, I started swimming when I was about eight or nine just after school and then after a while I started to realize I really really enjoyed it and then I joined a club, which I'm still at now, and I've been at for five years now. So, yeah, now I'm swimming competitively at my club, Swim Lab. Um, my coach is Coach Hilton, and, yeah, so we go to galas, league galas every month, and then big national events once a year, and then champion, um, like provincial champions once a yeah. Okay. So, just so, just so we know where you are, um, am I right in saying that you represented your country in your sport? Uh, yes, yeah. In March, we went to Malawi. Okay, so you bit, you were selected for your country, which is South Africa, something I know you're very proud of, Hannah. Yeah. And you represented your country. So just tell us, tell us what it was like, just so we know where you are, just tell us what it was like being selected to represent your country. Tell, tell us what that kind of felt like and... Um, and, and if there's anything you can explain about that, that'll be really good. Yeah, well, I was really surprised. I didn't think it would come so soon. Like now, only at the age of 13, I was quite shocked when I first heard. Um, and I was really, really happy to hear it. Um, and then I was just excited to know more about like the event and stuff and what it was going to be like and where it was. And then on the tour, I was absolutely terrified. Like I was so nervous, <laughs> like... In a way, I felt like there was so much pressure to like perform well at um, an international level. Um, but I really, really enjoyed the experience. And meeting people from other countries was really great. And it was amazing to be able to wear the flag and swim. And yeah, it was really great. So d would you say that the experience of doing it when you were there was like was anything like what you kind of thought it would be would that be um would that be true or was it different than you thought it might be well 
I was quite surprised when I heard it was in Malawi of all places. And I was like, wow, that's quite a, in a way, random place to hold an international event. And um, it was very um, standard with the facilities. So it was quite a shock for an international event, but I still it really enjoyed it. And um, going overseas in a way to like swim internationally, a lot came along with how like taking care of yourself. So the experience really, um, I learned a lot from it, yeah, more yeah. than I thought I would before. So yeah. Okay, well let's perhaps come back to your learning experiences in a minute because um, that's something that I'm keen to share on this on this podcast. So there you are. You are so gone, Hannah. Embarrass me. Embarrass me and tell me how old you are now. I'm 13. Okay, so that's right. And I, I was going to guess at 13, and I thought, well, I might be wrong. So we've got a somebody who's 13 years of age who uh, who has already represented their country. And just so we can yeah. we can put that into perspective, you did mention that you'd been doing your sport for seriously for about five years. Is that right, Hannah? Yeah, four or five years. I've been swimming my club when I started swimming competitively. Yeah. Okay, so. Just take us back to, if you can, go back in your mind to when you started swimming competitively. Was that a decision that you made or was that a decision that kind of was made for you in terms of the fact that, I'm not saying they made you do it, but did it, was it something that you were naturally good at or did you think, do you know what, I, I really like this? What was it that kind of made you start doing it seriously? Well, when my mom mentioned to me, she was like, yeah, we found this club, you should join it because the school suggested it for us. And then my mom found some lab with my coach Hilton. And then I went and he was like, Slip, I can't believe you're only eight and stuff because we did like a little um, trial swim, like a few lengths. And he was like, yeah, I can't believe she's eight. She must definitely come in. And then after that, I just started training and I didn't really take it seriously, like as seriously as I thought I would back then. And then my coach, um, started to enter me into small like um, junior league galas and then I started to win a few medals at like junior league champs which was when I was nine yeah and then um I qualified for senior league which then takes you to the 50 meter pool so that was only in a 25 meter pool and then I was absolutely terrified to start swimming with um like in a big 50 meter pool because when it, when I was young I was like oh my gosh it's like the Olympic size pool and stuff so it was quite a like big step for me then and then I just started to go into more league galas every month or every two months and then I got more attached to it and I didn't really know how big it was then but the more I just went and like enjoyed it and had fun and I realized wow I, can, I really want to take this like seriously and my coach really encouraged me to like just carry on like seeing how it goes and then I just got really really attached to it after like one or two years so yeah okay so w when you look back at the first one or two years when you were doing these galas and and the junior events were you having quite a lot of success even then Hannah or was it just the fun and the enjoyment which you've already talked about well I um when I was young I think I was quite competitive like with the other swimmers even at the age of nine so I really really pushed myself to the do well no matter what level I was at and I think my first junior league champs I think I won uh, three medals in each event that I swam and I remember there was this really really good swimmer um I think Lauren Decker she's now in England and I loved watching her swim and so I think the one medal that I really, really shocked myself in was when I um, came first with my 53. 
And then I was like, oh my gosh, I was so chuffed with myself and everything. But like, I really saw from other swimmers, watching them like do well and just the whole vibe and stuff. I, yeah, I just saw, like I, I was kind of clueless when I was younger about it, but the more I swam and got used to it, like, and went further, I just kind of naturally like started getting medals at the at quite a young age. So then it just came to me like, oh my God, I really want to do this. And I got super attached from quite a young age <laughs> from doing, getting medals at just junior league. So yeah. Okay. So, you know, when you kind of had that feeling that you got like, I really want to do this seriously, seriously, was it anything in particular or was it just all the things you've just described? Was it one thing in particular or was it all the things you've just described? Well, I think some people, you know, you just find a lot of interest in doing something and you can see it bringing a lot of things into your life just through one sport or doing one thing. So, I chatted to my coach and my mom about it quite a lot when I was younger and I was like, yeah, um, I can see like, uh, like myself learning a lot, um, a lot of things through just a sport. I mean, just looking back at all the tours I've been on and how much I've just like grown just by going to a tour and learning to like be independent by myself. I mean, from a young age, I was just like, this is like a, a path and a route I really want to go on. Yeah, just because of how happy it makes me just through what I can go through and how the people I can meet and how I can grow and learn just through what I go through. That's really good. So that, that's a real, real great point. Let's just talk about that a minute. So when you talk to me about using the word grow and the thing that makes you kind of grow and, and, and things like that and learn, Tell me a little bit about what swimming does for you or what swimming's done for you in terms of growing and learning and 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 the thing that kind of it when it when you say that it you know it makes you it makes you happy but the growing and the learning bit is a really interesting one Hannah so talk to us about that a little bit so yeah when I started going um to like Durban last year um that was like my first time really going into another province to do swimming so I think yeah it was mid-year last year so like June July 2017 I started to go into or even March for junior nationals last year I'd go into Durban um I'd fly up to Durban to like without my mom and dad and that was quite like nerve-wracking because it wasn't at home and I didn't have my mom and dad there and my coach was quite hard on me from a young age but like he wanted to in like in a good cause for a good cause so he always told me like swimming breaks down to so many different things can make that can make the biggest difference. And if I just learn to like do well at each of those things, it can make such a big difference. Like fueling yourself, getting the right amount of sleep, da 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 da, da. and so like hydrating, etc. etc. And so especially with having um my two really, really good friends, uh Livy and Georgia, Mel, they are twins and they I've from Last year, I went to Durban with them on tours and just like watching how they take care of themselves and how they perform, you almost like get used to wanting to do that and you see them doing it and then you want to do it yourself. And that just like teaches you how, um, like how, how much of a difference you can make through the small things. And just going on tours, you learn so, so much of, about like taking care of yourself. And I mean, every tour I go on, I just learn more, more, more and more. I mean, I don't think I could ever say I'll like be I'll, at like a one age. Like now, I can't say I've learned all I need to know because like every tour I go on, you learn more um, about yourself and about like how to control 
yourself in different situations, etc. So like, yeah, I've really learned a lot in the past year about that specifically. Okay, that's a great, a great, um, a great analogy because when we used to take the England boys away for their in- first international experience, we'd take them out of the country, obviously without their parents, and yeah, we used to say they came back, they went out as boys, and some of them came back as men because they learned to look after themselves a little bit and they had to fend for themselves in a in a controlled way, but they had to learn to take responsibility for for their own actions. So. All, and those things you've you've um, alluded to, Hannah. So you've talked about sleep. You've talked about fueling yourself, about hydration, um, and looking after yourself. Are they things that were a big surprise to you when you started, and and you had to pick up um, quickly, or is that something that kind of came naturally to you um, with with all those little different facets that your coach talks about? Well, I was always quite a picky eater, so. Like, I still am now. So, like, even at Junior National last year, like, I wouldn't eat what the hotel served or whatever, right. and that would affect my performance and stuff. So, like, I've just learned to, like, say to myself, this is crucial, I have to do it, da, 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 and just, like, put my head down and do it because, like, in, at the end of the day, it makes such a big difference. And I've just learned to, like, discipline myself okay. into doing everything that I need to in order to get, like, the best performance, whether it's just at training or at an actual, like, gala. So, yeah. So you just learned, basically, you've decided to pay the price, whatever it takes in terms of if you don't like something to eat, but you know that that's going to be very healthy for you and it's going to be the best fuel you can get on board and it's going to give you another 0.001% chance of getting a faster time, you're prepared to do it, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I mean, so, like, like I'm not 100%, like, um, like, in a way, not 100% grow like grown if that makes sense I'm not sure not too sure but I have still have place to like improve on it but I can I have definitely in the past year made like a big difference in those different like sections in my swimming I think yeah okay that's great what about so okay let's talk about sleep Hannah what about sleep how does sleep fit into your life and what kind of hours sleep do you need and what does your coach talk to you about sleep and uh, is that anything that's a problem for you or is it something that's really really okay yeah, I mean, I think everyone, um, you know, there's the usual like eight hours of sleep as a standard. But I've met a few people who completely, like, are completely different. That some people race their best on like six hours or ten hours of sleep. I mean, for for a couple of people, it differs. But for me, when I get home, um, like every day, I don't. I get literally eight hours of sleep. I think every night, which I would prefer to get more, even maybe seven sometimes, or six when we have morning training, which like isn't great. But um, with um, training at home, I have morning training Sundays, and then I have school, homework, training, and then like I get home, and then I have to literally eat, do a bit of homework, and go straight to bed. Like it's quite limited my time of sleep and stuff. But at a gala, um, throughout because most galas like four to five days if you go to like a big event. Yeah. So throughout the gala, the longer like through the gala we are the more I realize like I'm really fatiguing and I need more sleep. So usually I'm like a standard eight to nine hour sleeper, but my coach always tries to like push that a bit more when we get to like the third, fourth and fifth day of the garlic because he knows like it'll be better for us. So yeah. Okay. Okay. Brilliant. Okay. So we talked about food a little bit and how you've disciplined yourself to eat the right things and how you kind of fit your sleep into your pattern. So let's talk about your training, Hannah, because um, you don't become an international athlete without doing some training. I, I, um, 
I'm sure we all know that. So tell us about your training schedule in terms of maybe how many times a week and what times you get up and, and what a typical day might look like and um, so on. So we can have an idea of what kind of work you put into to becoming a better swimmer. Well, um, this year, I think in particular, I've tried to um, for my training up to the max per week. So for just for this year, I'll um, just explain this year. Um, I've been doing, so we have um, two um, sessions on Monday, maybe two on Tuesday, one or two on Tuesday. Wednesday is one, then double on Thursday, Friday, and then Saturday morning. So we have about like eight to nine, and it differs um, depending on like what um, squad you're in. So that's the amount of like sessions I have a week, and then they're an hour and a half, and then I think Saturdays are two hours. And so the morning trainings, yeah, obviously that affects our sleep quite a bit for the night from the night before. It's quite early. It's um, five thirty to I think it's five thirty to seven, and then straight from that we go to school. Um, and then in the evening sessions, it's uh, six until seven thirty, and then from that I come home and then go to bed at like nine. So yeah, um, and then in Greece in particular, we went to Greece in the June July holidays for a training camp and a few like I think it was two galas, and we were doing such hasty training that for those um, we went for twenty days I think for the two weeks that we were training, we did fourteen sessions a week, and I think over the two weeks we did ninety three kilometers I think. So that was like the big, big peak of, um, of training that we had at our club. It was really, really hectic. Um, and for like from just Greece, going back to like going through um, swimming and stuff, I learned absolutely like so much in Greece, just like emotionally how to deal with yourself in the most hectic training test and just how to discipline yourself, set like your body so you can prepare it the best just for like training. And mentally, I, I I think I've just seen a whole other side of swimming through like a mental state. So mentally, just how to like tell yourself like you like you you can do anything if you just convince yourself to do it through your mind. Like I think mentally and emotionally that plays a big role in training. So recently, like the past two three months, I'm trying to work a lot harder on just committing myself to something emotionally and mentally. Um, yeah, and like I think the past few months we've been everyone in our squad who went to Greece and stuff has been quite the like the fittest we've been um, I think ever because of um, the training we did there because it really, really okay. made a big difference on all of us. So yeah. Wow. So let's get this into perspective. So when you do your double sessions, which we do in football sometimes, and we used to do double sessions, but you do yours at the unearthly hour of five. So you're in the pool at five thirty, Hannah. Yeah. Yeah. And what? So what time do you have to get up? Um, well, I get up, I don't know, I live like 10 minutes away from the pool, so I usually get up like 10, 5 to 5, and then we leave about 10, quarter past, so we okay. get there yeah, you around 20 past and have enough time to get when, ready. When do you have your breakfast? Sorry? When would you eat some breakfast? Oh, I yeah, I eat breakfast before um, training in the morning, but I don't have too much um, before I swim. So you'll so have, have, some, have, so you have something to eat on it um, between... Five, 10 to 5 and half past 5 would you have something to eat then yeah so I usually have like an egg or some cereal but not too much so I don't want to be too full for something no of course 
Okay, so then yeah. you do that and then you go to school and on the days you double sessions then you would be back in the pool at half past five again? Um, yeah, six in the evening until 7.30. And then home for about, what, eight o'clock? Yeah, we get home at eight and then I have just an hour to get ready for bed and then, yeah. So there's no homework when you have double sessions, eh? Well, <laughs> it's a lot like less time to do homework but I try to squeeze in homework before from between school and the evening session as much as I can so yeah okay so anybody who's listening who says I can't do that I haven't got enough time they need to get the head on eh yeah I mean I think the the teachers like cut you a little slack if you're a swimmer I think because our school is a big swimming school so um all of our top like western province um swimmers and SA swimmers are at our school so I think the teachers have gotten quite used to the, like, oh, I had training excuse. So I think yeah, yeah. it's like, yeah. Okay, now I get that. Okay, so they're kind of used to that. Okay, so there's no um, no cheating there. Okay, so that's great. So um, just so you know when you're doing your swimming itself, the detail of your swimming. So just um, you can probably tell us so much about this, but let's just keep it simple. So do you do do you focus in your training does your coach focus on certain things about your swimming i.e it might be a session where he's looking at your style or is it a session where you might be looking at your turns or is it a session where you might be looking at your speed or is it a session where you just have to do a distance and really work your heart and lungs do you have a focus in your sessions yeah, well, um, every session, like, throughout the week, um, differs. So, but, like, in each individual session, we'll have, like, a warm-up, but you usually just try to focus on your stroke to, like, just warm yourself up in your muscles. And then you have two or three presets, which can consist of kicking, um, pulling, and then just drills and stuff. And then before the main set, which is usually quite a tough set, um, which is like the main set of the whole session, you have like a 100 meter cool down. Um, and then you go into the main set, which I'll explain just now with the different days. And then after that, you have like drills just to correct your stroke and like in a way just to warm yourself down from the set. And then you have warmed down. So it really differs with each session. And then, yeah, so Monday mornings are usually like a distance set. And yeah. then Monday evenings, we usually do dives as well as Thursday mornings. And then Tuesdays and Thursdays are always a big distance set as well with either 200s or 100s. But, like, we'll do, like, 15 or 20 or whatever. So, okay. yeah, and then Friday's recovery and then Saturday's usually, like, 6 or 7Ks. So, yeah. Okay. So, there's a, the, I can see what you're saying. We, you have a different focus and there's, there's, there's a, all the different aspects you need to do. Do you... Have a, do you do things out of the water, Hannah, in terms of trading, whether that's flexibility or strength work, or is it? are you all focused in the water itself? Um, well, when I was young, I was just focused in um, the water. But now, the past year, I have been going to um, sports science for gymming, but like due to a few like um, twitchy injuries and stuff, I try to stop it because... Um, my coaches figured out like I need to strengthen like my core stability muscles before yeah. I go straight into gym work and stuff because I would always get sore after gym session and he said like I'm just too young to be doing that so now we're just doing um I have exercises from a bike and exercise and um yeah. yeah so I'm just I have exercises just to like stabilize my muscles and then we do just stretching and like sit up to for each session to like 
um, stabilized or like strengthen our core because our coach always reminds us your core is like the center of everything you do in swimming, like dives, tumble turns, underwaters, everything is like from your core. So we all, we all do sit-ups before the session and then stretches and then um, I have exercises to do every day. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Okay. So tell me about your coach. So um, I know, listen, I'm under no illusions that if my boys were talking about me and they were being interviewed, they'd only say good things. Okay. So I don't expect you to say it, to say <laughs> anything other than good. So <laughs> let's get that one clear to start with. But um, tell us about your coach and your relationship with your coach and how he gets the best out of you or how he maybe could get the best out of you. So tell me about your coach and your relationship. Okay, so um, I was really scared of my coach when I was younger because, like, I was really intimidated by him. I was very, very scared when I was like, 8, 9, 10, 11. But then, um, like, when I was, like, 12 last year, I got to go on more tours. And he was, he's always been, like, really hard on me. But my mom always had to remind me, like, it's only for a good cause and he would only do this to, um, like, help you. And, I, you know, I'm, I've... I'm not right now I'm very close to my coach um, and I really really um, enjoy working closely with him and yeah and I mean we've had like a lot like your coach will always you'll have those moments where like he'll he'll shout at you or whatever but like my mom always reminds me don't in a way listen to how he's saying it like if he's screaming da, 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 but like more in a way listen to what he's saying because it's all like from the heart because he really wants the best out of you yeah. so my coach, like, recently, because from Greece especially, he got to work on us all individually. He's been working on all of us individually and um, trying to get the best out of each um, minor detail out of your swimming. And, yeah, I'm very close to my coach, and we have a good relationship. Like, we can always joke around about stuff and be serious at the same time, and it's just really great, yeah. Okay. So it sounds like that's taken a little bit of a time to develop, and you've had to learn to understand that um... – the way that the coach says something is not always personal to you. It's not personal. It's just that he wants the best for you. Is that that's kind of a, a big message? Yeah, there, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah that's definitely. Great. Okay, that's a great one. Okay, so you've also mentioned about the psychological side of the sport, and um, all the time I've been in football, Hannah, I'm a an, a massive believer in in the mind game, and tell. Tell us, and you know, you're such a, at such a young age to be able to be mature about understanding how that affects affects your performance and all aspects of your life. So, tell us about the mind and the psychology and the things that you've learned that have helped you on your on your journey so far. Um, so, like when I was first really introduced to, like I, don't remember, I wouldn't say introduced, but when I first really heard about what an impact. Um, your mental state has on your performance was in Malawi. So our coach Nelly told us about how 90% of your performance is all mental and it can be long-term or short-term. And then like 10% of your performance is actually like your physical body and like how you change and how fit you are, et cetera. So that's when I really started to take it into like consideration before every race and every training session on the impact it has on how I will perform, like, in the next few minutes, hours, whatever. So, um, yeah, I mean, then I started to chat to my coach a lot more about it. And he was like, yeah, it makes a big, big difference. And I always thought, like, okay, if I just say, yeah, you know, I can do this, um, then I'd be able to, like, do better than I could if I said, no, I can't do this. And that does, like, 
play a role in saying I can or I can't do this. But it, I've re- like learned over the few months. It's so much deeper than that. Like it's, it can achieve. Like you can, you can bring in your emotional state and how like you block out everything around you just so that you can do the best performance that you can do. Because I mean, one thing my mom always reminded me is that you can't change like other people's actions and worrying about their actions is just going to distract you from doing your like best. So that like the past few months I really have to focus on. Like if something's going on or if something happened, like in Greece, I ripped my racer, which are those like tight skins that you um, uh, race in. Yeah. And then I just completely freaked out. And my coach um, told me, he was like, you have to calm down because if you let this get you, you're not going to perform as well. And that was the first time I really went through something quite like hectic like that because I was away from home and I didn't have a spare one and everything. So then I had to race and my race didn't go well and I learned from that. Now, like how just like focusing, just blocking everything out and all the negative things that have happened or if something goes wrong, like you just can't let that affect your performance. So yeah, that plays like a big role in swimming. And how long have you been aware, really aware of your, the, the power of, of the, the mental side of your sport? How long, Hannah, has that been like really prominent in your mind? Um, well, I think since Greece, because in Greece, how long, had, like, a book. how long ago was that? Oh, Greece was June, July holidays. So just two months ago, two, three months so ago. Would, so would you say that in that two months, that there's been a change in how you feel that your swimming has gone? Um, well, every session, like our coach made us, we all bought a little journal um, book and then like every session our coach made us write out the um, session and for every set like warm up set one two three four five etc warm down we had to give ourselves a mark out of ten yeah on how we did it and then we'd have to like kind of back and then think about how we did the session and it was also almost like a mental evaluation after the session and I would always say oh I think I get like a seven out of ten for this and the coach would say no and then he lists all the things I did wrong and then he would say that you actually should get a three four for example and that really like shocked me and I think I got super upset by that but when I thought about it in perspective like he was like yeah I'm just comparing you to your potential you're like maximum potential that I think you could be doing this like set to and then he's saying now I want you to work about each individual set on how to improve that as much as you can to get as close to 10 and I think for about two weeks I got like 30 percent for every session when you really like break it all down and that made made me realize like just from June July I think was when I mainly started focusing on that and like how much of a difference it makes like every time you swim so doing the journaling and the focus around that and combine that with the feedback from your coach, which was obviously quite harsh, but it, 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 <laughs> it, if you look at that, that seems to have made a big difference in, in your performances by what you're saying, yeah? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, wow. That, that's brilliant. Okay, that's really good. So tell... So here you are on your journey. You're only 13 years of age and you've got such, forget, I mean, you can, for me, you can, you know, blimey, you know, you're an international athlete. You are, it's not about Hannah who's, who's got um, international honours. It's about the kind of person that you are. And I'm, I, I feel like I'm talking to somebody who's um, mentally of 33 years of age, not 13 years of age, um, <laughs> and understands things that 
most people will maybe never get to in their lives, never mind um, getting there one day. And these are, you're talking about things that I didn't understand until I was a lot older than you. So big hats off, and, and I'm so so in awe of your your journey and and the amount of learning that you're going through, which is absolutely amazing. And, and I think you almost see that, and swimming is taking you somewhere that you maybe didn't didn't realise in in a lot of ways, which is absolutely brilliant. So. Tell me what your biggest challenge has been, Hannah, on this journey of five years. What's the biggest challenge that you've had to face? Um, well, I've gone through quite a few ups and downs recently. And I think like for going through, especially the like, 13, 14, 15 year age, um, like, like um, time period, especially just the things you go through, especially with swimming, like, I'm not sure if you've heard of like the swimmer's plateau. So no. Like you can take, it's like something so like you can, when you just don't improve your times for like, I think it can, it can range for up to like a month to yeah. six months to a year where you just completely like a plateau. You just go and you yeah. go and you're on one time, like the whole time. And I mean, I, it has been so frustrating for me because I've been on that like for the like past few months and like I wanted to drop time in my two favorite like events or between fifty hundred and two hundred three, and I haven't dropped time in any of them. And I wanted to qualify for this, qualify for that, do this, do that, but like nothing has happened. And I've just been like on the straight plateau for the past few months, and it's the most frustrating thing ever. But my coach, my mom, and like my friends, just like don't worry about it. Like you're only thirteen. Like just carry on training and enjoying it and having fun. And like it's hard to process that in all in a way to like because you want to do well and stuff. It's hard to like um, to have to deal with that. But yeah, I think I've had like a lot of sport, especially with my friends. And I mean, just having my friends around. I mean, at swimming, I don't think swimming would be anywhere near the same as it is now if I didn't have the friends that I like have to train with and go on tours with. I mean, I absolutely that makes such a big difference. So yeah. Wow. So um, you've learned this um, th- this plateau, which I get, and there's a. This is not about me teaching you anything, but there's a. The, probably I don't know whether it's the very favourite book of mine, but it's up there in the top two. It's a book called Mastery. It's only a little tiny book, Hannah. It's called Mastery, and it's written by a guy called George Leonard, L E O N A R D. And it is all about the plateau. It is absolutely amazing. And when I read that, it had such a massive effect on my life. I can't tell you. So I can't recommend it enough. Um, It's called Mastery and it's by George Leonard. And it talks about exactly what you're talking about. And um, it puts it in such an amazing way that um, basically if you're on the plateau, you are being successful. The fact that you are on a plateau is an indicator that you are on the journey. So, um, yeah, absolutely. So tell me about your friends because one of the things in, in all, <laughs> that successful footballers have is is networks. They they all talk about having a successful network of people around them. And um, you've already mentioned your friends two or three times. So they, I wouldn't be surprised if they're not the best friends you've got. I don't know if they are. You don't have to say so because I um, don't want you to embarrass anybody. <laughs> but um, it sounds like they're pretty good, yeah? Yeah, yeah. 
Um, yeah, so I have my oldest twin friend, Louisa. So when I first joined the club, my mom, and she only told me this the other day and I only found out. My mom said to her, can you please take care of Han when she's joining the club and da 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 So I really got to know Louisa. I mean, she, I, I can literally consider her my sister. I love her so much. Like, we are so close. Um, and we've been close for like four or five years now since I started swimming at the club. And then I have a few of my closest guy friends, Sarah, Bridget, and Connor. So I've known them for, I think, four or three, four years now. And we've just gone through the squads together, so like bronze, silver, and now we're at gold. So um, just particularly this year, because we've gone on more tours with them, I've just gotten really close to them. And then I have Holly and the twins, and then a few other people in our um, in our squad and mm-hmm. stuff. And I mean, it's absolutely amazing, because um, to have the twins, they're now SA level. I mean... Olivia, she's been to international events as well as Georgia. Georgia went to um, Kana a few years ago, which is what I went to in Malawi in now in March. And just to have them in a way to like look up to and to refer to for everything just makes such a big difference in swimming. So I think for the twins, they're like a big inspiration, like role models for me, as well as having them as like one of my best friends just makes it like, it's just absolutely amazing. And then I think for swimming, having... If you didn't like, it's like your best friend is almost like the black line. But then the second you're not swimming, like it's 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 the most interesting sport because it's an individual sport. But without your friends, like you wouldn't get anywhere. Because like my friends, I mean, for me, they actually they like give me a reason to come to training. It's like I absolutely adore them, and I don't know, I don't think I'd be anywhere near where I am now if it wasn't for my swimming friends. Wow, so, yeah. what a statement! What a, what a statement! The whole interview's been worth that last two minutes, Hannah, because um. That that's that's a statement and a half. I mean, we have something in football called a, called a four cornered model, and one of the corners is the social corner, and <laughs> we spend a lot of time trying to develop the social corner. Um, we don't need to try because yeah. the kids are really good at that. But um, you've hit the nail on the head there. You've described things that are are just truly wonderful. So thank you for that. Okay, so let's just move on to uh, another couple of things, and then we'll finish so we can get to the beach. Um, it's thrown it down with rain here, by the way, in England, and it's grey. So um, there you go. Anyway, um, tell me about how your parents have influenced your journey, Hannah. (laughs) Um, So I think my mom was the one who got me into club swimming. So like my my headmaster, Mr. Ryan, he got me into like um, swimming at school and the team. And then my mom, he like had my mom and then my mom got me into club swimming. And so... My mom always came to the gala and stuff, but she's really been like that gala mom. And she always like prepared me with, because um, she also does um, quite a hectic running. So she knows all about the nutrition and stuff. And uh, um, she introduced me to like muscle rolling. So my mom's really great with that and going to like, um, to like people to help with my um, body for swimming. But like, oh, she made a big difference. And my dad as well with, um, helping me with going to Greece. My dad paid to go for me to go to Greece and I was absolutely I was just so grateful for that. And I mean, besides just like preparing me um like for galas and training, to drive me to training like twice a day, every day. Like it's like like in total I think it's like takes up an hour of their day. And I mean, I don't know how they do it, but I just it makes such a big difference without them, I don't think I'd be able to do it. And 
I mean, a lot of people talk about, oh, my parents pressurize me so much, or I'm just doing this for my parents. Like, I've never done it just for my parents because they've, like, pressurized me to do it. They've never done that. But, like, they haven't been totally loose about it. So they've encouraged me and pushed me to do stuff, but yeah. to, like, not to, like, the worst extent. So I think I, like, I'm so grateful to have them with me. And, I like, I wouldn't be able to train every day and do everything that I do without them. And wow. I mean, my mom is absolutely like a machine mom. Like she is crazy. She has like three kids that she has to run around and she still manages to like do it also well with her job and stuff. And especially sometimes when my dad's away, it's like quite a lot to handle, but like they still both manage to do it. I don't know how, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, so it's really great. Wow. Okay. <laughs> wonderful stuff. Yeah. Wonderful stuff. Okay. So, we're coming to the end, Hannah, because I need you to get to the beach, okay? So um, not taking too much more of your time. Um, to tell, if you had any advice for any sports person of your age with their life ahead of them who wants to be successful in their sport, and I mean successful in a meaningful way, I, and when I say that, I mean they want to... to, to you know, they want to, they're prepared to work hard enough to get to an elite level. Let's just use that word elite level, which represents, you know, might represent international, not necessarily, but it's an elite level. What would be your advice to them? Well, I think um, the first thing that came to my mind now is just don't worry about like anybody else in particular, because like, using up all of your energy up on worrying about other people and so-and-so did this and so-and-so did that to upset you or do whatever or like oh my gosh like so-and-so got this or got that like especially in swimming because it's such an expensive sport if you worry about like other people's successes like obviously you can like um say oh my gosh like well done for your friends like obviously 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 but um if you start to then worry about other people and how they're doing like i think the number one thing you can just is i can just say is just focus on only yourself and how you can like be the best you you can be wow. and I mean like that can break down into so many different things but you're gonna have to be prepared to make the sacrifices and like if you're gonna choose this life of whatever sport you're doing so for me like I feel like I've gone into, into this trap and there's no way I'm getting out but I'm fine with that like I'm willing to go through what it takes to become a, a, like you said an elite athlete so I think just like embrace the fact that this is going to make such a big difference in your life and be prepared to make the sacrifices and work hard and just have fun like have fun have fun but like make sure you focus on yourself and don't let anything around you distract you and put you off your path to do whatever you want to do so yeah i think that that's most important just like your road and if you're going to be it want to do it properly then like do it but enjoy it and make sure you have fun doing it and if you don't then either like just do something to make yourself happy in a way. Yeah. Wow. What a message. What a what a message. Wow. I'm going to bottle that up and sell <laughs> it. So um, that that's absolutely amazing. Okay. So last little thing. Um, tell us. Um, maybe what's your favorite? I'm going to ask you a couple of questions about you now, Hannah. So forget your sport because I'm interested in you now. So we're going to finish in a minute. But what's <laughs> yeah. um, what's have you got a favorite film? Oh, yes. Okay. What is it? Um, well, recently, okay, I've been absolutely obsessed with, like, ABBA music and stuff. So, yeah. <laughs> um, Mamma Mia 2 came out recently, and I've watched it, like, four times. Um, <laughs> I really like that. 
Okay. Um, but then also, I have um, this massive celebrity crush on, I don't know if you know Noah Centineo. Who is it? Um, he's like, <laughs> um, so he's in like a couple of movies on Netflix. Um, I think it's To All the Boys I've Loved Before. And then it's Sierra Burgess is a Loser. And then also... Um, I'm not the kissing booth, but like all of those movies, I just absolutely love them. They're so cool. <laughs> you, know, you know that one about such a body is a loser. I've seen the advert for that. Is it any good? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I definitely recommend you should watch it. It's really good. What, for I me? Love it. You think? One of my favorites. Oh, okay. Sounds good. Okay. Now, <laughs> maybe you haven't got one of these, but have you got a favorite book? A baby book? A favorite book. Oh, oh, a favorite book. Um... I don't really read much. I don't really have much time. Yeah, no to time, read. eh? You got but, no time. Um, <laughs> but I think, oof. It doesn't matter if you have. No, I, I really don't think I could choose. I don't. I, I've read not many books in my life, but like, no, not any recently I could particularly okay. think of. <laughs> okay, that's great. And um, you've already mentioned about this um, this guy or this superstar, this film actor or something. But anyway, <laughs> he's beyond me. But um, um. What about um, what about your your music, Hannah? Do you like diff- do you like music? Is it ABBA? Are you into ABBA, or do you like something else as well? Um, well <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think I was such a big Justin Bieber fan. Like I had proper Bieber fever when I was younger. <laughs> um, I still kind of do now. <laughs> And um, yeah. I'm such a big Katy Perry fan. We even got to meet her as well um, in Joburg. We went to her concert, my sister, my dad and I. We went to her concert um, in Joburg um, in July. And my dad knew where she was staying and stuff. So we managed to stay at the same hotel as her in a villa next to her. And we were just like having lunch. And then she walked in and my sister and I freaked. And then we got to have a picture with her and stuff. So yeah, yeah. I, I really enjoy it. I love Katy wow. Perry as well. So yeah. yeah. Well, it sounds like you've got a lovely balance to your life. So, um, well, Hannah, I'm going to, it's coming up to about 50 minutes now, 45 minutes. So I'm going to cut you off and let you go to the beach. Um, (laughs) I had no idea how this interview would pan out. And um, I have to tell you that um, um, I've been absolutely amazed by your maturity. I know that um, I do speak to you occasionally, but... um, you blow me away with your maturity. I am so proud of you, and I'm not. I, I was already proud of you anyway because of your sporting achievements and um, <laughs> irrelevant of those. Um, you know how I feel, but um, I have to tell you that I am so proud of you in terms of a person because, um, and this is nothing to do with anybody else but me. Uh, but I think you are absolutely amazing, and I don't mean that just because of your sporting achievements. In fact, I mean it other than your sporting achievements. So um, take it from me that nobody will ever change my mind about um, how 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 mature and how knowledgeable and how wise you are at such a young age. And um, I am a little bit in in, in awe of you, to be honest. So um, it's amazing. So I think you are doing an amazing, amazing job. Um, and your humility you. and your gratitude towards all the people that are helping you, your coach, your parents, and your friends is wonderful and something to behold. So um, there's, some, there's some enormous messages in here, and um, I'm going to make sure that the people who listen to this understand that it's the support networks, it's the gratitude to all the people that help you, it's having that balanced focus of life, and um, it's 
understanding the sacrifices and making those decisions once so you don't have to keep making them and understanding about how important the psychological side of, of sport is um and just on that just on that hannah before you go there's a a guy called dan abrahams who has got some amazing he's in, he's a football sports psychologist but it's relevant to all sports in fact it's relevant to life but he's got he put some amazing stuff out particularly on linkedin so ask your mum she can perhaps um print a few things off for you but he's called dan abraham so um see if that helps you but um hannah thank you ever so much for your time and um it's thank been <laughs> lovely to speak to you and it's probably the longest conversation i've ever had with you isn't it <laughs> Thank but, you um, so much. I really I, appreciate it. I'll, I'm you. really proud of you. And, um, you know, uh, I don't mind saying this on, on air, but I love you lots. And um, go and enjoy the beach and we'll speak soon. Yeah, and keep it up. Thank you. Oh, it really means a lot. Thank you okay. so much. Okay. Love you. I love you. Bye-bye. Bye. Right. Okay, so there we go. That's um, an interview with Hannah, Hannah Cromhout, who is an international swimmer. And... Um, there are so many messages in there um, that we can take away from the absolute vitality of the, the networks, the support networks, the friendships, the social aspects, the psychological side of the game, and the commitment to creating that excellence. And um, what, what, a wonderful, what a wonderful insight into the, the life of somebody who is endeavouring to make a success of the sport they're in. Um, wonderful interview, so thank you, Hannah. And uh, thank you to you for listening. I hope you've got something out of that. It's been a, a wonderful interview. And, um, you know, if you, if you take something out of that, then enjoy. All right, thanks a lot. I'll catch you again. Bye-bye.